Welcome to the Megacon Experience, brought to you by Church of God Mission International. We hope you are inspired, challenged and encouraged by our speakers. To learn more about our church, visit www.cgmglobal.org. You may have your blessed seats. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Megacon, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm only going to take a few minutes of your time this morning. Um, and because I know what you're getting even after this is just going deeper and deeper into what God has already started here today. This whole week has been a week of consistent revelation upon revelation. I pray that God will grant you every desire of your heart before this convention is over. I want to just finish up on where I was last night so that I don't leave you floating. And just make sure that there is clarity on some of the things I was trying to say. And I will take 15 minutes and I will be done. I thank Mama of this house for this amazing opportunity. What a powerhouse our Archbishop Margaret Bensonida Hossa is. We honor you Mama. Come on help me celebrate our Mama. Amen. Amen. And to her dear friend and also a friend of our country, Kenya, Mama Osborne, we honor you and thank God for you once again. And to all the bishops, all the reverends, pastors, all the apostles, God's servants in the house, I salute you and I honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me utilize my time wisely. And see if we can go somewhere. I just want to bring down the understanding. Yesterday somebody asked me, why Jacob? Why did you talk about Jacob as that third generation? And I said, it's because the third generation is always in trouble. Or always holding the possibility that if they abscond their vision then Israel is in trouble. I pray that Elisha does not die before finding somebody to hand over the mantle to. Because the Jacob generation is also the Gehazi generation. Uh, It's also the Solomon generation. And what ails us sometimes is that because of the fights the fathers have fought, We somehow have some comfort because of the breakthroughs they've achieved. And because Solomon never went even for one war, sometimes the fact that we are not exposed to war and are in the comfort because of what our fathers and grandfathers have done, we end up being a little spoiled. And because we are a little spoiled, sometimes because of comfort, We don't know the place of prayer. 
Sometimes Jacob is in trouble because he does not understand the place of intercession, the place of worship. And Jacob is always in trouble around the area of entering excess materiality. As much as there's getting the word of God, the truth of God is constant in 1825, in 1605, and in 2017. Truth does not change, no matter what. Jesus says in John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way. Sometimes the way changes. The way things were done in 1805 is not the way things are done in 2017. But he also says, I am the truth. As much as the way we deliver the word and how we deliver it, because now we may be able to deliver the word online. The way has changed, but the truth has not changed. The truth is constant 60 years ago. The truth will be constant when you are not here. And then he says, I am the life. The understanding of the life is that if you understand the way, the way means that there's a way we do things even in the flesh dimension that God has already shown us. If you look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I believe in verse 23 or 28, it talks about your body, your spirit, and your soul. God expects every one of those to be mature. God expects every one of those to prosper. He says, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray that your whole spirit, your soul and body. God does not expect only one element to enter into the place of maturity. He expects your body to get there. And so if Jesus is the way, Jesus showed us how to pray. He showed us when to wake up and pray. We have a physical example. The word of God is Jesus expressed that is what the word of god is is jesus expressed i want to just recap very quickly and then you have the the truth the truth of god now let me explain in the beginning was the word john chapter one the word there is the word logos in the beginning was logos now yes logos is the written word of god but logos does not just stop there Logos is also the expression of the word of God. So the way, honor your mother and father. There's a way that has been written. The word has shown us the way. It's expressed. But logos also means the word conceived. Conception doesn't happen externally. Conception happens internally. Until the word expressed can be conceived, there can be no revelation. Rema cannot be received unless the word of God has been planted in your spirit. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. God is spirit and therefore they that worship him must worship him. In the place of revelation and must worship him in the place of truth, conception. There must be a witness in your spirit for the revelation of God to come alive in your life. Somebody say amen. amen. And so as we were taking the journey yesterday, 
to hear what God has to say to us, I want us to understand that God wants to release at Megacon divine revelation. When you have divine revelation, your time is not wasted. Your energy is not wasted. I'll deal with point number three in a minute. And so still on point number two, ask God to give you divine revelation for your mission. I want to show you one example in the book of Second Kings chapter 6. In the book of Second Kings chapter 6, I think if we go from around verse 8 if we want. Um, you will see that there was a king. I believe it's King Ben-Hadad. The king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Ah. The king was colluding and coming to attack the king of Israel. But there was a prophet in the land. Thank God for prophets in the land. Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. God at sundry times and in diverse manners spake to us through his prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us. God is always speaking. God is always speaking. God has never stopped speaking. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. I told you yesterday, Jesus must be the center. And then now we come and see this king. And we look at this king and he's coming to attack the children of Israel, the king of Syria. Let's go back to 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 9. Watch what happens here. Elisha, the man of God, sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. How did the prophet know that the trap had been sent? He had known because of divine revelation. When you have divine revelation, you will know every time the enemies have set a trap for you. The enemy will not succeed in setting any more traps in your life. Because God is going to release divine revelation. When I'm doing business deals... My first place is to check what is God saying. There is no better businessman than God. He's the ultimate chairman, the ultimate CEO, the best board advisor you can ever get. I was sitting in France at a board meeting and the people were having discussions beyond my understanding. And while they were having discussions that I don't understand, because sometimes God may bless you to the point where you may not even understand what people are saying about your company. They were talking. But while they were talking, God was talking to me. And by the time you are done understanding the purpose of divine revelation, God then gives you wisdom and utterance. To be able to say the right thing at the right time. Jacob generation are you here? You will have knowledge like Daniel had. Understanding like Daniel had. And by the time they compare you with the world. You will be ten times better in the name of Jesus. I declare unto you. 
You may not know the questions in your next interview. But by divine revelation, in the kingdom of God, leakage is allowed. I declare on your life, before you enter the contract, God will have given you divine revelation. Before you enter the interview, God will have shown you the questions you should be ready to answer. Why? He makes his known mysteries to his children. Glory be to God. And so king of Syria was coming up against the children of Israel. And the Bible tells us that Elisha was able to tell the king, don't go here, don't go there. The word of God says that you will hear a voice tell you this is the way. Listen for that voice. Every deal that God will give you, Jesus must be at the center of it. If you look at verse 10, the enemies of Israel did not understand what was happening because the king of Israel sent to this place, uh, the place which the man God told him and warned of him and saved himself there, not once, not twice, but many times. I declare to you, God will constantly retract you from the traps of your enemy in the name of Jesus. Look at verse 11 very quickly. I want to use my time wisely. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore, troubled for this thing. Your enemies are going to be frustrated because the traps they have set for you, by divine revelation, you will not fall for that trap. I declare every enemy of your life is getting frustrated after mega corn. In the name of Jesus. He says, I want to know who among us is a spy for the king of Israel. We just sent confusion to the enemy's camp. Thank you for those prayers, sir. What happens when you have divine revelation? Is that the lions that have trapped the bull start fighting amongst one another. Your enemies may look like lions, but I assure you, you serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. Every enemy that has planned for your life, I decree apostolically in the name of Jesus, they shall not succeed. The fact that you came for Megacon tells me they are too late. They should have tried to get you in 2016. But it is too late. Find two neighbors and say it's too late. I'm coming out stronger. I'm coming out better. I'm coming out more anointed. Every lie of the enemy today is defeated in the name of Jesus. And then he goes on and says, his people tell him it's not us. It's a man called Elisha. Every time God wants to do something on the earth, he looks for a man. Every time God wants to do something with a generation, he looks for a man. And this man called Elisha, the king prepares his biggest armies to go to him. And the Bible tells us in 2 Kings chapter 6, when you go to verse 14, go to verse 14. Says, therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. They came by night and compassed the city about. Ah. 
Elisha was not afraid. His servant, in verse 15, woke up, panicked. The Bible tells us when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone, and gone forth, behold, an host encompassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And the servant said to him, Alas! The word alas there means, ha, I'm shocked. I'm afraid. But look at Elisha. Elisha answered, fear not. Your number one distraction for your revelation is fear. The enemy knows as long as you have fear, you cannot hear God. Faith comes by hearing. Fear also comes by hearing. But Elisha did not live by sight. He lived by faith. And if this man had revelation to know the things of God about another king, how much more was he going to know when the enemy was encompassed around him? He tells Gehazi, do not fear. Today, in the name of Jesus, we declare and decree every fear that has held you back from progress is under your feet. I want to go to my third point. Because I have eight minutes and I want to use them well. I want to go to my third point. Look at your neighbor say you are empowered to succeed. My first point yesterday was Jesus must be the center. My second point to you was understand divine revelation for your mission. My final point to you is that worship is your most effective key for success. There's a principle called the principle of continuity. It means whatever you did to get something, you must continue doing it to keep it. That means if you prayed to get a promotion, you must keep praying for that job to continue blessing you. It also means if you slept your way into a promotion, you must keep sleeping. Let them that have ears hear what I'm saying. If you had to sleep with somebody to get a contract, the law and the principle of continuity says you must keep sleeping around to grow. If God opened a door for you because of your prayer life. If God opens a door for you because you're a worshiper. Child of God. You must keep doing what you did to start. In order to sustain what God has given you. Worship is key. Is your most effective key for success. The Bible says God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I would do you a disservice if I don't tell you what I'm about to tell you now. In traveling the world, in the 32 countries that God has given us, I have seen a lot in the business area. I'm still young by God's grace, but I've seen things that have amazed me as a young man. It forced me to go into the Bible and study and understand certain elements. When the children of Israel were coming into Canaan, the promised land, 12 spies were sent. 
Two came back with a positive result. Two of them came back and said that we can take them. The other ten said that we were like grasshoppers. The spirit of Nephilim came down in Mount Hebron in Genesis chapter 6. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, the Bible says that God declared that there shall be war between Satan's offspring and her offspring, which is us. Satan's offspring has been at war with us from Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Nephilim, which came up in Genesis chapter 6, came when the sons of God, which were angels at that time, decided to sleep and marry the daughters of men. Please pay attention to me for two minutes. When they slept with the daughters of men, there was evil that came upon the earth. Witchcraft did not start in Benin, ladies and gentlemen. Witchcraft did not start in Ghana. It did not start in Africa. It did not start in Bahamas. Witchcraft began when the sons of God, angels, came and slept with the daughters of men, intermarried them, and started teaching them things that they should never have learned in the first place. That is when giants came upon the earth, because they were born unto them, mighty men, and giants roamed over the earth. Genesis 6 from verse 15 onwards, Genesis chapter 6 from verse 5, you will see it. And there was evil in the earth continually. Why? Man wanted to do some crazy things. Man wanted to start doing things God never asked him to do. Man wanted to levitate. Church, not every person who comes to you here and floats in the air is from God. Not every man who calls your name and your birthday is from God. You must understand the gifts of the Spirit. And understand that one of the gifts of the Spirit is a discerning of spirits. You must understand prophecy is not about telling me my name. There were men that roamed the earth. And they did mighty things. And they tapped into the familiarity of spirits. To be able to tell you things about your family. Because they can easily communicate with the dead. You must be rooted in the word of God. You must be rooted in the word of God. Prophecy is a gift from God. But it does not supersede the word of God. The word of God is about prophecy. And so anytime the word of God comes to you prophetically, you must check it against the word. Because the word is superior to anything a man has to say. It must be checked against the word of God. Say amen. Amen. I feel like preaching. God is spirit. Jesus comes in John chapter 4 verse 4. The Bible tells us he must go through Samaria. I ask myself, what is this that makes God have to go through a place? Look at John chapter 4 verse 4. Jesus is now getting ready to be be heading towards his destiny. But the Bible says he must needs go through Samaria. Why must Jesus go through a place? Somebody ask me why. Go to verse 7. This is empowering you economically. 
I'm almost done. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Sometimes God must go through somewhere. Because somebody must be blessed. Ah! Sometimes God must go through somewhere. Because somebody must be blessed. The reason you came for this convention. And as God passes through here. I want you to find a neighbor and say, I'm not living without my blessing. When Jacob comes to a reckoning and meets with an angel, he ends up deciding and has this fight with God. He wrestles with God and decides, I'm not letting go until you bless me. Last night as the revival was taking place, I saw people just... Touching on the grace on our mama and saying, I'm not letting go until I get my blessing. I decree by God. I decree by favor upon your life. You shall not live here without your blessing. So Jesus comes and tells a Samaritan woman, by the way, John chapter 4 for me is one of the most economic uh, empowerment scriptures in the Bible. It is all about economy in John chapter 4. He tells the woman, woman, the woman starts to say, are you greater than Jacob our father? Years later, Jacob is still being talked about. Why is Jacob being talked about? Because he reached a point of recording where he decided his generation will not be forgotten. And the woman says, we worship at this well. And she asks Jesus, are you greater than Jacob our father? And we have worshipped in this mountain. Jesus tells her, you worship what you do not know. That scared me. It made me realize that it is possible to expend energy in worship. And yet you are worshiping what you do not know. It told me it is possible to come for an overnight prayer meeting. And expend energy in prayer. And yet, I don't know what I'm praying to. It told me it is possible to spend 20 years in church. And not be able to get a breakthrough. How do I know? Because the Bible also tells me it is possible to pray amiss. Ah! In other words, I'm praying. I'm releasing tongues. But I'm missing every mark that my prayer is supposed to get. But Jesus says... The hour is coming. And now is the hour. When they that worship him. He said woman a time is coming. When you will neither worship in this mountain. Or that mountain. But now is the hour and now is the time. When they that worship him. Must worship him in spirit. And in truth. Why do I say this? Worship is the most essential tool. For success in the marketplace. I want to show you something. I'm holding here Naira. Whose face is on this 500 Naira? Whose face is on this 500 Naira? Huh? I don't know. But there's a face on it. What is this? This is paper. How do I know the value of this 500 Naira? Let's talk about money. I know in church you don't like to talk about money. And on Monday you'll be chasing it. Let's talk about it. 
You chase it from Monday to Friday. Then you come to church and pretend you don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Whose face is on this naira? Let me, let me look for mine. This is Kenya shillings. Whose face is on here? You don't know. The same way I don't know whose face is on yours. Let me find some dollars. See how people know. I have some dollars here. Whose face is on this dollar? Hey! <laughs> hey! Huh? You don't know who's on your 500 naira. You don't know who's on my Kenya shillings, but you know who's on the dollar. Hmm. Wait a minute. What determines the strength of the naira? How do you know the strength of the naira? It's based on the dollar economy. Are we correct? How do I know the strength of 1,000 Kenya shillings? We base it on the strength of the American dollar. Are we together? How is it that things made by man have to base their value on something? How do they base their value? In the American dollar. How do I know the strength of the American dollar? What is it weighed against? Gold. In other words, anything made by man cannot have value unless it is weighed against something that God has made. Because the Bible says the gold is mine. The silver is mine. For this paper made by man to have value, it must be weighed against something that God has made. Man in himself cannot give this thing power unless man bases it on something God has made. What am I telling you? Don't chase what man has made. Chase what God has said. And when you chase what God has said, you will worship what God says, not what man makes. When you go to work on Monday morning, don't chase the money. Chase the word. When you chase the word, anything that obeys the word will obey you. From today, I command you in the name of Jesus that you shall command money. Money shall not command you. Say amen. Why did I talk about this? Worship. Worship. You worship what you do not know. There are many of you here who don't know you worship money. Let me give you an example. If the reason you go to work on Monday morning is so that you get money, you are under the control of money. The reason children of God go to work is not so they get money. It's so that their gift from God is utilized in the marketplace. And when your gift is utilized in the marketplace... God will cause you to prosper in all the things you do. But when you live from paycheck to paycheck, you're under the control of money. Am I talking to somebody? Are you hearing what I'm saying? From today, you will worship what you know in the name of Jesus. Money shall not control you. Say amen. Shall not control you. I close with this as I go back to Nairobi. I close with this. My time is three minutes. My time is up. I close with this. When the children of Israel went back to Canaan, 
I want you to see something very quickly. Numbers chapter 14 verse 9. What your enemy has, and for this brother, this engineer who was kidnapped, as we continue in warfare, because we'll continue even on our way to Nairobi, we will be praying. There shall be release, as has been declared. In Numbers 14 verse 9, let's close. I promise myself I'll not sweat. Numbers 14 verse 9. I want to put it up, please. I want people to see what I'm... Trying to demonstrate. Numbers chapter 14 and verse number 9. Do you have it? I wish I was like Bishop Oyedebo. I just say it from my head. Hey! Another level. You know, last night, when we left here, Mama was so kind to host us for dinner. And because I was sweating during the meeting, they told me, I asked them for a room to change. They told me, we don't have any other room except where Bishop Oyedebo slept. And we haven't had the chance to fix the room. I said, it is okay. I told you I came to collect. I went into the room. My son is a witness. They said they hadn't made the bed. I said, it's okay. I go to the room. I removed my shoes. I entered the bed. I said, Father, may the grace. Because East Africa needs this kind of grace. May I collect the grace that was sleeping in this bed. I sat on the chair he was sitting on. I said, Father, I'm collecting. Uh -uh. May you collect this mega corn in the name of Jesus. I want to close. I want to close. I want to close. Uh -uh. Sometimes the things we do look foolish. But there's a point you don't care. What your neighbor, please look at your neighbor and say, I don't care what you think. Numbers 14.9. My time is up. Oh, please put it up. Put it up. I don't have the memory of Bishop Oedo, but next year by this time, put it up. Numbers 14.9. It was up there. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land. Listen, Nigeria. My parting shot. Fear. Do not fear the people of the land. I'm telling you in Nigeria right now, do not fear the people of the land. I'm talking about every enemy of the kingdom of God. Do not rebel against God and do not fear. Watch this. For they are bread for us. This transfer is coming. You will see, mama, you will see it in the kingdom before your days on the earth are over. The transfer is coming. But do not fear the people that they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them. I want you to know what happens with the enemy. The enemy, when I go to Wall Street in New York, it's intimidating. The spirit of Nephilim is an intimidating spirit. It has a presence. 
I was reading Bishop Fred's book today. He was talking about the 40 names of the Holy Spirit in his book. And I caught a glimpse about the presence of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a competition of presences. And I want you to know the presence that you have is about to subdue because the Bible says their presence, in fact, their defense, another scripture says their shadow is departed from them and the Lord is with us. What gives your enemy that look of power and authority? Some offices you stand in, what they have is an aura, a presence. But I declare in the name of Jesus, by the time this megacon is over, your aura is about to change. The Bible says the presence of the Lord. Moses said, Lord, if your presence does not go with us, why must you be a worshiper? In the place where you're going, the word presence, I looked it up, it means in front of you, behind you, on your side, beneath you, and above you. He is all around you. In your business, may the presence of the Lord be with you. In your family, may the presence of the Lord be with you. In your children, may the presence of the Lord be with you. Never again will you be intimidated by the aura of your enemy. Because the presence you carry is stronger than the presence of the spirit of Nephilim in the name of Jesus. I want you to shout, I will not be intimidated any longer. My children will not be intimidated any longer. There is no school your children cannot go to. There is no embassy you cannot go to. There is no nation you cannot go to. The earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. You are carrying presence. You are carrying presence. May the presence of God be with you, Benin. In the name of Jesus. I didn't get the chance to meet Archbishop Benson Idahosa. But my fathers in my country met him. And they said when he walked, he had presence. Yes, sir. When the witch doctor rises up against you, what you are seeing is the presence of Satan. There shall be an enmity between your offspring and her offspring. But I want you to know, as much as when you are before Pharaoh... Satan drops his rods and turns them into three. The rod of Moses, the rod of Aaron, will eat up the three serpents of Satan. From today, whatever was occupying your space, I command it to move in the name of Jesus. Whatever was intimidating you, worship will give you the victory. There is no business you cannot conquer. There is no person you cannot employ. In the name. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can connect with us on social media at CGMI Global on Facebook.